Y'all know I like to keep things simple and I like to keep things clear. And there's been lots of questions <laughs> going around about interweaves. And I thought today that what I would do is I would share my four favorite interweaves. These are the interweaves that I use 95% of the time uh, when I'm not using the kind of standard protocol script of go with that, notice that, follow that. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Cambria Evans. I am the teaching and learning EMDR consultant, and I'm coming today to share with my EMDR colleagues, my EMDR friends, what has been working and not working for me in my practice, whether it's in my private practice, whether it's in my actual clinical practicing EMDR. Um, just want to share with you all of my wins and failures so that you can feel set up for success in your EMDR life that you are living now 15 months into this pandemic. Um, I just <laughs> drafted an email to all of my clients saying, here's all the weeks of summer that I'm gonna be away and I cannot wait to send it. Not because I don't love my clients, I, I love my clients, because I cannot wait to get out of this office, to get out of my house, vaccinated, and go somewhere fun and feel like I'm living my life again. So I hope all of you have some space or plans this summer to go out and be a, um, a fun person again. <laughs> uh, but in the meantime, here uh, are some thoughts I have about my four favorite interweaves. So I hope this feels helpful. Um, what are interweaves? Let's just talk about that first. So <laughs> we all know from basic training that interweaves are kind of like optional, right? Like they're, they're part of the standard protocol. But in terms of the standard protocol script, when people say just follow the script, just follow the protocol, what we're talking about is just, you know, basically saying go with that, notice that, follow that, right? That's kind of the script of standard protocol. Now, oftentimes in basic training, we're taught interweaves exist after we've been introduced to the standard protocol script. So like in our learning process, we first understand there's this script that I should use and then we practice that, right? And then there's, oh, but here's these things called interweaves that we're supposed to use when the script doesn't work. And I think that the way that information is presented to learners is confusing because it, I think people can, um, walk away from that with the thought like, oh, interweaves are kind of this thing I'm not going to really have to use that much. Um, now, if you are working with somebody who is securely attached with no complex or relational trauma, that is probably true. You're not going to have to use a lot of uh, interweaves beyond go with that, notice that, follow that. I don't have those kind of clients in my practice. I have complex trauma, relational trauma, developmental trauma clients. So I, I use interweaves often, right? We learn in basic training that we are supposed to stay out of the way, that we're not supposed to kind of bring in resourcing or bring in interweaves if the client is rocking and rolling and moving. And that's true, that's true. However, it is not, um, it is very common, I believe, in my experience that we're gonna have to use interweaves beyond what's in the standard protocol script. 
when it comes to working with clients who have complex trauma and relational trauma. So I want to make that clear before I talk about interweaves, okay? So interweaves, I did a video on this a while back. Interweaves are used to help someone connect information if they're looping or stuck, right? And really, I don't, I don't actually believe in the word looping or believe in the word, the word stuck. I think that people kind of have this old learning um, that's trying to integrate with the new learning. And so we have this negative cognition, trying to get to the positive cognition. And so the interview is kind of like a way of us kind of saying, all right, here's, you're kind of, let's kind of just get you more close to the PC. <laughs> it's kind of like propelling you towards that a little bit more. Um, and it's not taking us like with the words of the PC, it's not taking us directly to the, the cognitive um, piece. It's taking us to the experience of the positive cognition. That's how I think about interweaves. So what are my four favorites? <laughs> I think about them in two different categories, okay? Uh, the first category is when I'm really focused on working with like younger parts or younger um, sensations or younger feelings. These are kind of my like relational interweaves, my attachment interweaves, where I am being with, responding to uh, a part of somebody that didn't get to be responded to or seen or validated, okay? These are kind of my like attachment relational interweaves and there's just two that I use. That's it, okay? Um, the other category, that if I had to pick a category to put these other two in, it's more of like solidifying learning. It's kind of like taking these younger um, pieces and kind of like integrating them into now, okay? So I think about them as kind of like the integration anchoring in the now interweaves. And there's four. Okay, ready? Here we go. <laughs> First one. And we're going to start in this kind of um, relational attachment bucket, right? So I will ask somebody oftentimes, where do you feel that in your body? And why do I do that? Well, this interweave does like so many things, first of all. Okay. First and foremost, the reason why where do you feel that in your body is for me in this kind of attachment relational bucket. We know that the body keeps the score. We know that trauma for young parts of us is, is in the body, right? Like Paulson's book, When There Are No Words, right? We know that it's in the body and the body has the young stuff, I believe, okay? So when I ask somebody, where do you notice that in your body, right? They could be saying something to me cognitively. They could be reporting an emotion. Where do you feel that in your body? This is my way of making sure that during processing, we're bringing with us, right, the younger parts, the parts that may not be processed explicitly, but they're, but they're there in the body, okay? Um, and so for me, this feels relational and attachment focused because I am giving space to what is in the body because the way I think about what's in the body is what is young in the body. Okay. And I'm doing that without talking about parts, without talking about younger self, without doing anything. It's, it's just, it's kind of like this beautifully comprehensive <laughs> interweave that for me, I feel like we're getting the younger parts. Okay. Where do you feel that in your body? Where do you notice that in your body? Okay. The second interweave that I use, that's also in this kind of like relational attachment focused bucket, right? is I'll say 
that feels really important. Can we give that some attention together? Okay, that feels really important. Can we give that some attention together? So this interweave is like gold because what is it doing? Well, I'm telling them, I want to notice you with you. So validation, acknowledgement, being with, right? And I want to give, this deserves attention is what I'm saying, right? It's the being with, it's the responsiveness that didn't happen before, okay? And for me to say that feels important, right? It's, it's really affirming, I think, any younger parts of somebody that may not know that they're important because there was no healthy adult to give a response, right? And sometimes what we're noticing together, what we're giving attention uh, to together is a body sensation. So it's not uncommon for me to say, where do you notice that in your body? Or where do you feel that in your body? Right? And they'll say, oh my gosh, it's just, it's just here in my throat and it's stuck and it just, I feel like I'm suffocating, right? That feels so important. Would it be okay if we gave that some attention together? Okay. So this has been such a powerful um, method for me with clients. And again, I'm not using this if somebody is rocking and rolling and moving and grooving, right? But if I notice somebody kind of just like staying with um, some old learning and they're not able to kind of get to that positive cognition, that new learning, I might just kind of bring it to the body, bring it to what's little. Because oftentimes I feel like it's the younger parts that confuse people. Um, and there's something clarifying about going to these younger parts in the body. There's something clarifying um, and like releasing that happens when we say, that sounds important. Can we give that some attention together? Right? I'm always asking permission also with my clients. I have lots of clients who have had lots of helplessness, lots of um, lack of control, um, lots of safety. I always, every single time I, I do an interview, it, there's always a question and permission. Even when I say, instead of notice that, go with that, I'll ask permission. Is it okay if we go with that? Okay. Again, because of the population I work with, I feel like this is respectful to them. So that's bucket one. Make sense? Let's go to bucket two, which is kind of like this um, anchoring, integrating new learning in the present as my adult. Okay, so I have two interweaves that I love for this. And the first one is, what's the feeling that goes with that now? Okay, so what am I asking them to do? I'm asking them to take all these, you know, things on their body, all this like younger stuff and, and time traveling, putting it kind of putting it all together now with me, right? Like, what's the feeling that goes with that now? So looking back at this reconstructed narrative or experience, how do you feel about it now? It's kind of what we're asking. So we're bringing it to now. We're naming the emotion that goes with it now. And it's really kind of a way for me to have me and the client see together where they are without asking for a sud, right? Like, tell me the number of the sud. Because as soon as we go to numbers, right, we're kind of taking the, the client out of the emotionality of a lot of what we're doing, okay? But what's the feeling that goes with that now is sticking with emotional experience and kind of making sure that we're in the present, 
Okay. I also will use this interweave with somebody if I'm noticing I'm losing dual awareness. If I notice someone's kind of going back into the memory a lot and they're not really here with me, it's a way to anchor them with me in dual awareness. Okay. Beautiful. So the fourth and final interweave, again, in this kind of anchoring and integrating information now bucket, what's it like to notice that with me now? Okay, so what does this interweave do? This interweave is taking us into now. Okay, so again, it's helping us with the dual awareness. It's kind of actually taking us out of the memory and, and bringing us more into now. And it's saying, when you notice this with me, so it's relational, which I love. And when we look at this together, what do you notice? Again, this is a way to ask for a sub without asking for a number. Like, where are we? Where are we in the process of going from the NC to the PC experience? Like, are we halfway? Like, where are we? It's kind of like helping us find a place on a map, okay? And it helps the client and the clinician kind of just get a sense of here's where we are now. And that's not right or wrong. It's just it's what's happening now. So, again, these are my four favorite interweaves. You're welcome to try them on. Um, and this idea of permission, I talk a lot in my videos about being client-centered, um, and having a collaborative relationship so that the client has a sense of agency. I want to invite you to think about how you might ask for permission with your clients, right? It might be through interweaves. Um, it might just be with when you say like, would it be okay to, to keep noticing that? Or would it be okay to follow that? Not every client's going to need this, but I want you to think about your clients who have had intense um, experiences, uh, maybe over long periods of time, where they were very helpless or very powerless and how relationally they might be having a reparative experience with you where there is respect and permission around their emotional experience, around how fast or slow they want to go towards or away from something um, and respecting whatever it is that they say can be incredibly therapeutic. Okay. So again, these are all experiments for you to try on. This is what is working for me in my practice, what I'm enjoying, um, just organically kind of my default interweaves. I know there's so many interweaves out there. Um, and I know you probably have your favorites, whether you choose to try these, whether you choose to keep going with yours, whether you choose to find someone else's to, to utilize. I just want you to invite yourself to ask yourself with your clinical reasoning abilities to say, what is the purpose of this interweave in this clinical situation that I'm in right now? Okay. I want you to, um, not just kind of think, oh, I'm stuck now. So I need to interweave. <laughs> That's kind of step one, step one, but also what interweave gives me the therapeutic goals that I'm trying to achieve now, because I said goals, it's not always just one thing, right? It can be several things as I've mentioned today. So knowing that you will, um, understand your clinical choices, which is a different skill than saying, well, here's the protocol and here's what I'm supposed to say, or here's an interview. This looks good. It's a somatic one. I'll just do that. You understanding your choices, is what gives you um, clinical confidence and what gives you trust in yourself. And that's when the magic happens with enjoying EMDR, I think. Um, in basic training, we're taught to kind of follow the, the protocol script, right? Um, that's just very basic and, and it's important to learn from there. 
But I want to challenge you to, to start to ask yourself, when I go towards an interweave, what is this interweave supposed to be doing in this situation? And then once you try it out, notice, right? When the, pro when the client's in their BLS, you can notice this. What did that interweave just actually do? Because <laughs> that's going to inform maybe what types of interweaves you use with different types of clients, okay? So again, I hope this was helpful. I have to say it because I say it every time, but it's still true. I'm so stinking proud of all of y'all for hanging out the last 15 months of this pandemic. You have had um, an incredibly hard job to have to compartmentalize a lot of your own experience throughout the day as you've been with your clients because we are in this parallel process. Um, and even the reentry process is, it feels very strange. I'm sure you're hearing this in your practices, right? People are getting vaccinated. They're going back out into the world and it's not a straight shot. It's not linear for lots of us. There's kind of like this hesitation and like, what is, what does this feel like? What is this supposed to be like? It's weird. And, and I just want to share that for me, this part of, of COVID feels maybe as weird for me as the beginning of COVID. And that's normal. So however you're feeling about this next phase of COVID, I want you to know that you get to go as fast or as slow as you want. You have permission to do what works for you um, all the time, but especially right now. And like I said, I, I hope that you're taking some space, um, if not this spring, then this summer, to just to just go be with yourself. And whatever has been compartmentalized will come up. And, and to be with yourself um, is so important because we haven't been able, especially those of us who are parents, we haven't been able to be with ourselves um, in the way that we would have chosen had it not been a pandemic. And we, you know, and had we not had so many clients um, banging down our doors for sessions. So just know I see you, I get it. You're doing a fantastic job. You deserve a break. Um, and if any of this is feeling good for you, if you haven't already signed up for Zero Disturbances free resources, I do make these videos every week and I will continue after COVID to make these every week for our community. So if you like this and you want more, be sure you're signed up to be notified when the next one comes out. In the meantime, be safe, take care, and I'm rooting for your success.